Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Whether this is your first time to listen in or whether you're a regular listener, I am so excited to have you back. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and today I'm going to be chatting with Rachel Hahn, and you can find her all over social media as Harmony with Mrs. Hahn. She was formerly Harmony with Miss Hammond, but she got married, and so... Today's episode is a conversation about transitioning to a new school. So whether you're about to graduate college, whether you are thinking about changing to a new school, whether you're not thinking about that, but you think it could be a possibility in a few years, then you'll get a lot from this episode. We just kind of have a really casual conversation about what the transition was like for her, how she made the decision to switch schools. Um, struggles she's faced, the positive things that have happened because of it. And she's just really open about her experience with switching to a new school. And so a little bit about Rachel before we get started. She is an elementary music teacher in Owasso, Oklahoma, which is in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, which if you've heard me any amount of time, you know, that's where I come from. And Owasso actually is where I graduated high school. And what's funny well, I guess it's not funny. What's awesome about this podcast is I've connected with so many different music educators. And when I have invited them to be on the podcast, a lot of times I don't even know where they live. It's so come to find out we connect in that way where she is teaching in the school district that I graduated high school from. So I thought that was pretty awesome. We connected about that. But she is in her eighth year of teaching K to five music. And she like I said, just transitioned to a new school district this year. She um, graduated from Oklahoma Wesleyan University and the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. She also earned a Master of Music degree in clarinet performance, and she's completed her Kadai certification. Uh, In 2017, she also was chosen as a Fund for Teachers Fellow to travel to Austria to study the music and lives of Mozart, Haydn, and Beethoven. I mean, how cool is that? I feel like we all would love to do that, right? She is active on TPT. She has a store there, and she's really active in the Instagram music teacher community. And so when she's not teaching, she really enjoys playing in her church orchestra, teaching clarinet lessons, serving as an accompanist, and playing the occasional gig. And she is also a newlywed. And so what I love about meeting other music teachers as well is, what when music teachers you ask them well what do you do for fun a lot of times if you notice what they do for fun is still music but music can be done for fun not just for teaching as well not that teaching's not fun but you know what i'm trying to say so like i said this episode i feel like you're going to get so much from it i hope you do at least because she really does talk about her decision to switch to a new school and it's not that she came from a school that was not a good experience for her or a good fit there were other reasons why she decided to leave. And so I really feel like this is going to be helpful to those of you who are considering doing this or are recently, like I said, to a new school and you're wondering what other people are feeling about that transition. So with that said, 
we're going to go ahead and dive in with episode 90 with Rachel Hahn. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Rachel. I've already introduced her, but I would love for her to just tell us a little bit more about herself in her own words. So welcome to the podcast, Rachel. Thank you. I, first of all, just want to say I love your podcast. Um, I have a commute now to work, and I've just been listening to lots of podcasts, and yours is one of my favorites. Oh, thank you so much. Huge variety. Like, I just feel like you cover all kinds of different things, so. Yeah. Thank you. But I um I'm from Oklahoma, so I think you're also like you lived in Tulsa, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I live in uh Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's my eighth year teaching elementary music um K five. And I just switched uh this year to a new new school district after being in the same district for seven years. So um I'm Kodai certified. Uh I really love teaching elementary music and yeah, just starting all over again this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I am so excited. Like I told you before we started recording is I'm excited to talk to you about this because first of all, it's never been talked about on the podcast. And second of all, I think from talking to different teachers, when you switch to a new school, it can sometimes feel like you're a first year teacher. And so I just can't wait to pick your brain about this topic and to hear what you've experienced and, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep it real with everyone, because I know there's other teachers in this same situation. Mm -hmm. I also want to preface this interview by saying that if you hear a cough drop hitting the mic or not hitting the mic, but hitting my teeth, (laughs) I am sucking on a cough drop as we record because I have been coughing my brains out this week. So (laughs) it is what it is. But anyways, first of all, that's awesome. Yes, I did. That's where my teaching career started was Tulsa. And I don't know if you remember Barnard, Barnard Elementary, it was on 17th and Lewis and it burned to the ground and it turned into the Tulsa, I don't want to say it wrong, Um, high school School. of technology or something like that. Uh, School of arts and sciences. There you go. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was the elementary school I taught at. Okay. And um, now I think it's just apartments or a housing complex or something like that. But yeah. Hmm. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Meeting another Oklahoman. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So how many years have you been teaching and what is your favorite thing about teaching music to kids? Well, this is my uh, eighth year teaching elementary music. And I just love like the variety, like of how creative you get to be. Um, I worked for a year at a desk job and I hated it. It was just like right out of grad school. And um, I didn't necessarily hate the work. I just hated being at a desk doing the same thing every day. And I love that music, teaching music lets me like get up and move around. And it's always different, you know, like mm-hmm. there are different ways to teach songs. Every year I feel like I do things a little bit differently depending on my kids or just like what I feel like doing. So I love that variety and just how creative you get to be. Definitely. I feel like people don't realize when they're not in the uh, – when they haven't taught – kids Mm -hmm. that it is so fun you know like you said doing a desk job and then I tell my husband that he does the he is an IT um Mm -hmm. and so most of his day is at the desk and I'm like how but he loves it and I'm like I would die (laughs) no like answering phones and I'm like no (laughs) I don't want to be here doing that (laughs) yes oh it's so fun working with kids it's exhausting but it's fun but it's the good exhausting like you leave at the end of the day like oh that was really worthwhile so yes definitely all right so let's talk about your transition to your new Mm -hmm. school if you don't mind you know getting into as much detail as you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with but yeah how did you decide, first of all, let, let's start with this. How did you decide to make that transition to a new school? So um, it's kind of a funny story, but uh, 
my future sister-in-law works in the district where I work now. And uh, she kind of told me like, yeah, we're building a brand new school and like, you should come work with us. Like she's an elementary music teacher too. And she's like, you need to come work with us. And one of my former band directors also works in that district. And she said the same thing. And I was just like, well, like I'm getting married in December. And I was like, this is not a good time. Like to switch jobs, you know, I'm already like planning a wedding, like all these new changes. But, um, and like, I've been at my school for seven years or for six years actually. And like my fifth graders I had had since kindergarten, like I'd finally gotten to that point where I'd always had those kids unless they moved in. And that's hard because, you know, like their siblings, you know, their families, like I know, you know, just kind of the day-to-day stuff at your school. Mm-hmm. It's hard to walk away from that. Um, but it was a brand new building and they were just like the principal was able to handpick exactly who she wanted. And um, it just was like an opportunity I couldn't say no to. So I went ahead and I applied and then I interviewed and then I got the job and it was like the last day of school that I found out I was leaving. And mm-hmm. so I didn't really tell you know, I told the staff, but I didn't really tell the kids and it was kind of bittersweet, you know, and I, but it was like, I'm excited about this new chapter. Like it was a brand new school. And so everyone was going to be new. So I kind of felt like this will be a good thing. Like we're all kind of transitioning at the same time. Um, but until the school year started, I don't think it hit me like, Oh, I'm completely starting over again. Like I can't just kind of, you know, snap my fingers and everyone listens. Like I have to build Mm -hmm. rapport with them again. And that's, probably been the most challenging but it's just something I couldn't pass up and it's a really really nice building and um the district's a little bit smaller like I love my former district too but this one just feels a little more like a community just because it's not as big like mm-hmm. it's not anyone's fault it's just smaller district so yeah yeah I really love it yeah that's awesome yeah I can imagine leaving a school that you've been at for six years mm-hmm. and you're right those kindergartners they, you know, you saw them go all the way from kindergarten to fifth grade. And so what was your conversation? Well, I know you said you found out the last day of school, but Mm -hmm. when you, when your students started finding out, did you get to see any of their reactions or anything like Um, that? Not really. Like, I mean, I had a few parents that I was friends with, like on Facebook, you know, and they would tell their kids or like, you know, there were a couple of PTA moms. Like I told them like, yeah, I'm actually leaving. And um, but the cool thing was like the teacher that replaced me, I ended up meeting her at Orpha Live. I know you oh, talked about Orpha yeah, Live yeah. podcast. So she and I met at Orpha Live and uh this summer and I was just like, Oh, like you were the perfect person to like oh, come into my school. And she even let me like make a little video for my kids to say, um, you know, hey, I you know, I'm sorry that I had to leave, you know, but I'm really excited about your new music teacher and so it was kinda cool to have that little transition mm-hmm. and it was like the perfect move for her and it was a perfect move for me. And then at her old school, she felt kind of the same way, you know, like she'd been there for a long time. Um, but one of her former students actually ended up coming and being her replacement. So it was just like, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. So I felt good about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know that makes you feel better having someone come in that you feel like is a good fit for those students because you've grown so close to them. And I know that that is, something people don't realize about teaching, mm-hmm. I feel like especially as a music teacher, elementary music teacher, is you see these students every single year, Yeah, you see them grow up, you form relationships with you them. Do. And so I can imagine that's hard mm-hmm. to just, you know, you're like, you don't want them to feel like you're leaving them. You don't want them to feel like yes. they did anything wrong. And I know all those feelings of guilt probably went through yes. your mind, right? Oh yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of sad because you like, 
if you see like a kindergartner, you know, and they've been kind of struggling and by the time Mm -hmm. they get to fifth grade and they've just grown up and they're like a great kid, not that they weren't, you know, but they just Mm -hmm. have struggles. And then in fifth grade, they're just this awesome kid and they've blossomed and you're like, I'm leaving you. So yeah, it was bittersweet, but it's also cool. Like I'm going to go to their fifth grade musical next month and I'll get to see them. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Kids and teachers alike move schools all the time and it's normal and, but it is hard. It is a transition. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, you moving schools is hard for you, but the kids, I think they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adaptable. That's not mm-hmm. a word. Oh, they are. But they're- you know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's the word I'm looking pretty for. resilient. Yeah. There you go. That's the word I was searching for in my brain. <laughs> so I want to hear about your new school. What do you yeah. feel like the biggest challenges have been so far? If you can pinpoint any, I know you said it, it feels like you are, you know, meeting the new, your new students and getting to know mm-hmm. them. Is that been right. one of the biggest challenges? Do you feel? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been the biggest challenge because I just, like I said, I don't think it hit me hundred percent. Like I knew I was starting over, like I went and set up my new room, you know, and that's all kind of fun and exciting, you know, mm-hmm. and like they ordered brand new instruments. I got to unbox them. It was like, you know, Christmas in August. It was amazing. But, um, until those kids walked in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know any of these kids. I don't know any of their names. And I'm like, I'm really starting all over again from scratch. And you know, when you, like we've been talking about when you teach those kids for so long, you kind of know like what works, like, Oh, that kid, he just needs a little break and he'll just kind of look at me and he'll go off and take his break. Well, you have to figure all that out again. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, it's kind of rough, like just trying to figure each other out, you know, and I think especially fifth grade and I've, uh, my first year I was at a school that was closing. So I have started over a couple of times. Um, but I feel like fifth grade, like you do what you can with them and you try to make like a really meaningful year but it's kind of hard in fifth grade. Like they're never really yours. Like one of my code mentors told me that like, do what you can, but they've all been coming from somewhere else, you know? So I feel like fifth grade, um, I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. And we're kind of in a unique situation because they redid the district boundary lines. So I've got kids from like four different schools coming mm-hmm. to my school and they've all had different, all really amazing music teachers, but all just different music teachers we're trying to, I'm just doing a variety of stuff. Like maybe this music teacher did this, you know, like trying to hit things that I think will engage them, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's probably been the hardest part. It's really good. Um, and I've loved getting to meet new kids, but yeah, it's just like, it's going to take time. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you not knowing, well, being at a new school, I was going to say not knowing who was there before you. Well, it's a new school. So, mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll follow a music teacher who's been there before yes. you. But you said yeah. all these kids, because it's a new school, are coming yeah. from so many different directions. And it doesn't mean, like you said, the music teachers did a great job, but right. you're having to figure out, yeah, they all learn differently. They all, yes. which that's, that's completely normal because every right. music teacher teaches differently. So right. how are you navigating that with figuring out how to teach you know, all the different kids yes. that came from everywhere. Sure. The first thing I did was I just kind of started out like I usually do with like name games and stuff, you know, and I try and get to know them just because again, you know, you're, that's the biggest thing. Like you're trying to learn all those names. Mm-hmm. Um, I still am. I'm still like, okay, I'll go through two or three. And then I'm like, wait, that's you. Like, mm. And I feel bad, but you know, it's just a lot. And the other, t- other two specials teachers with me, we're all new to the district. So we're all just kind of, you know, we're like, oh yeah, like we're trying to learn names and stuff. But the first thing I did was start out with like name games and like get to know you things just to kind of build that classroom environment. And then I started 
kind of sprinkling in some things like rhythm because I knew rhythm would be the easiest thing to kind of pull on to, you know, like reviewing rhythm and seeing where they were. And for the most part, they were all like at about the same place. So that was really awesome. Like no matter what school they went to. Um, and now I'm kind of getting more into solfa and melody and just trying to figure out what does this group of kids know? What does that group of kids know? But mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am now. And I'm also doing, you know, the Halloween stuff, the spooky stuff. So one of the cool things is, um, the usually, usually, you know, if you play a game, like some of the kids will be like, Oh yeah, we played this at, you know, my old school, but some of the stuff like is brand new to them. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. Cause you know, it's like, it was old hat at my old school, but it's like, Oh, this is brand new to you. And it's just like, they're immediately engaged because they're like, Oh, this is new. I've never seen this before, you know? Mm. So that's kind of fun getting to like teach that stuff over again. Yeah. That's exciting because like you said, you don't know who's already experienced it and who hasn't before. Uh And so when it's new to them, it feels like it's new to you all over again, kind of. Or maybe it's an activity where you weren't necessarily getting burnt out teaching it, but it was like, oh my gosh, I've done this so many years in a row, you know? And then it's nice to see that excitement again, like, oh wow, we love this. Not like, oh, we're playing doggy doggy again, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's funny because, you know, every teacher I feel like plays those games differently. So they'll be like, oh, we played doggy doggy like this. And I'm like, okay, well, this is how Miss Hammond plays it, but that's a cool way to play it too, you know? <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. But Yeah. Yeah. You're getting all those opinions. Yes. <laughs> so it's not ne- that you're necessarily following a music teacher who's been there before you, but you're still yeah. getting the, my old music teacher oh, yeah. did it this way. This so you're still getting did, those yeah. opinions. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It's so fun. Cause then they'll say, have you ever played this game? And they'll kind of describe it to me. And so then I'll email their music teacher and be like, all of your kids are asking about this. Tell me how to play it. Like, <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so it's so all about collaboration. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. So I did want to ask you, I, this thought came in my brain. When you're moving to a new school, are you, were you able to take any of your teaching resources, obviously the ones you've purchased, but anything right. from your other school with you to your new school? I mean, yeah, I had, that's kind of the, the big challenge. And if anyone's thinking about switching schools, like you'll be surprised at how much you have collected because, you know, we just buy all this stuff for our classrooms and we leave it in there. And so it took me probably a good week to sort through my old room because I'd been in there for six years. And um, like, I had no idea the amount of children's literature I had like, (laughs) and I just like one day I had a couple kids help me. Uh, Like there were teachers kids there, you know, during the like right after school ended. And I was like, Hey, we can just sort through these books and pull out all the books that say Hammond and like almost all of them said Hammond. I'm like, those are all mine. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just kind of shocking to see how many things I had collected, but Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of it I had bought on my own. And like, you know, I had a, my student teaching like mentor from from undergrad had retired and she'd sold a lot of her stuff. And so a couple years ago I'd bought a bunch of stuff from her. And so I even had all that too. And it was just like, I am very prepared uh, for whatever I have. And they ended up like at my new school, they really did get me a lot of really nice things. Like I feel Mm -hmm. really spoiled. But um, it was cool that a lot of that stuff I used, like I had, you know, like just manipulatives and stuff I didn't Mm -hmm. have to make again. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to bring that with you. Yeah. So are there any other challenges you can think of pertaining to moving to a new school that you would like other teachers to know in case they're Mm -hmm. transitioning to a new school as well? Right. I just think it's, it's obviously a really big decision and it was something like I kind of thought about it 
like back in March, like when I first kind of heard about it, like February, March, like they're building a new school. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. And I was like, but I just don't think it's a good time. Cause I knew I was getting engaged soon. Mm-hmm. And I kind of engaged in May and I was like, I don't know. And I just kept thinking about it. Like it, the thought kept coming in my head, like, maybe you should try this. Maybe you shouldn't just take a step of faith and like try something new, even though it seems like terrible timing. Mm-hmm. And I went to my principal at my old school and I told her like, you know, cause I had told her back in February, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, but I got to tell you, like, I just think it's terrible timing. And at that point I kind of decided not to. And then I went back to her and I was like, so I have an interview. She's like, what? And she was really <laughs> supportive, you know, but she yeah. goes, it's okay. Like sometimes these things don't make sense, but in the long run they will. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel. Like I'm really glad to be at my new school. Like administration is great. The staff, my fine arts director, like it's great. Um, everyone's just been really welcoming, but it was also like a it was a big decision, you know, and mm-hmm. it was, it's definitely been kind of stressful, but I feel like every week gets a little better. Like, yeah. okay, we're getting more used to each other, you know, and just as we're all new, like we're all trying to figure the kids out. Yeah. So, but it's been really good. It was definitely bittersweet, um, but definitely something to kind of do your pro and cons list about like, but um, I think like in five years, I'll be like, oh, I'm really glad I made this decision. Like, oh, totally. It's, uh, it's one of those long-term things. Like right now it might be kind of stressful, but every year it's just going to get better. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the fact that you said you started at a brand new school because brand new schools are being built all the time as yeah. districts grow, you know, mm-hmm. they need a new school to, you know, for the growth of the kids in the yeah. district. And so starting at a new school, sometimes it, it can be a little scary, but like you said, you're all there together for the first yes. time. So I think that's exciting because you're yeah. kind of like setting the, the way you want your music program to go. Mm-hmm. You're laying the foundation and you're building yep. it up which is exciting to do that because if one day you do leave this school for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you're going to already be the one that's established it and yeah. have, you know, have the music program set up. So I think that's definitely a plus to right. starting over somewhere else. But one thing I wanted to talk about too is when you are moving to a new school, you mm-hmm. already have your teaching philosophy and the way you mm-hmm. like to teach music. And so I want to dive into that a little bit. I know you've mentioned to me, you like to use the Kadai approach of teaching. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's, not necessarily, yes, you have teaching resources, but that's the way you teach. And so you're able to bring that with you. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about how you like using the Kadai approach in your teaching? Yeah. Um, So my first year, I just, you know, like most first year teachers, I just went in kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's going to be fun. And uh, I really had no clue, you know, like, I I think it was a couple podcasts ago, you talked about like your music and it was like here's a little bit or here's a little bit you know they just give you a little bit um but I had like a music teacher down the street at my first year teaching she was just down the street at a different school and she's like you really need to like you know check out this Kodai method and I was like okay so after my first year I took level one I was like oh this is what I need like Mm. because I was so overwhelmed by there's so much like how do I teach all this you know how do I teach this in a way that like works yeah and um it's not just like eclectic you know and she, uh, she was very helpful. And so then I took all three levels. Um, and I'm so glad I did that really early on because, um, like that first year I was at a really small school. I had about 300 kids. So it was great for first year because I had really small class sizes, but then the next, uh, six years I was at a very large school and it just helped me a lot with, you know, how do I sequence things and how do I plan? Because I just had so many kids, you know, um, And so I love that I have that training now and I can Mm -hmm. just kind of take that and like, 
as I'm figuring out what the kids know at my new school, it's like, okay, I can adjust my curriculum maps. Like here's when we're going to teach half note. Like that has been a lifesaver for me. It just like, I love that it does like that spiral sequence and how you can, you know, really teach things throughout and that you can prep things and you can, you know, present and, um, and practice. And it's just, it's been a lifesaver for me. I also really want to dive more into ORF. I've just never mm-hmm. been able to take an ORF level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just never worked on my schedule. But I love that I have that Kodai like sequence. It is so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so as you move to your new school, like you said, your students are kind of, I don't, I don't want to say all over the place, but they're all came from different music teachers. Right. Yeah. And so like you said, being able to adjust your curriculum map as needed and say, mm-hmm. Eh, fifth graders, we actually need to maybe go back a little bit and review some things before I teach them what I want to teach them. And that's like goes back to learning your students, but having that framework and that, that training that you can bring with you, I think is very valuable. So I I feel like that's helped you, huh? Yeah. And like you had mentioned, um, you know, like starting over, it feels like you're a first year teacher. And Mm -hmm. one of my coding mentors said that, like when you, if you ever decide to start over, you're going to feel like this. And I do in some ways. But in other ways, I also do feel like, oh, yeah, I have all this training. And, like, I know exactly, like, what I want to teach, when I want to teach it. It's just a matter of, like, you know, or when it should be taught. It's just a matter of, like, when are we going to get that in as Mm -hmm. we're reviewing and stuff. So, yeah, Yeah. that's a lifesaver. Yeah. I feel like when – and maybe you can, you know, relate to this too. But I feel like when a teacher moves to a new school, sometimes what – a lot of it is hard, but I feel like sometimes what's hard is they're trying to follow the lesson plans from their previous school (laughs) exactly to a T of, I did this all the way from August to May with my previous students. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're like kind of hitting your head on a wall trying to do that with your new students because Mm -hmm. some of them will work. Some of the lessons, you know, but some of it's not. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and you're like, why are they not responding? Well, it's all about, like you said, learning your students. How do they learn best? What lessons are going to work with them? Um, so do you have any advice around that, like tweaking lessons or, you know, Ooh, that's not working. I need to try this instead. How do you have any advice around that? I definitely encountered that. Um, because like I said, like, I feel like I have really good classroom management, but I also think some of it was just, I had the benefit at my old school of you've always had me, like, you know what I expect. And so I didn't have to work that hard at it unless it was just a really challenging class. And you always have those classes that like there's one in a grade where you're like, this activity just won't work with them. Like they can't handle it for whatever reason. It's Mm -hmm. not anyone's fault. It's just like, this doesn't work that well. You need to do it a different way. (laughs) Yes. So I encountered that a few times. Um, Just things that I know eventually we'll be able to do as they kind of, as they know me more, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you just, you're starting all over again. (laughs) So I really would just say, keep it simple. Like, try out some things, um, you know, experiment and see what works. And if it doesn't work, like don't try that again until maybe later on in the year. Um, and especially I think at our school, because the kids are still getting used to us, you know, like they're, they're testing their boundaries because, Mm. you know, we're all new, like all the staff is new. Um, and most of us don't know the kids, you know, unless they just happen to have a teacher at their old school, you know, that works there. Um, so I would just say, keep it simple. And that's what I've been doing. Like I, I tried a couple of things. I was like, that's not going to work. And then I'll try something else. I'm like, oh, that worked great. <laughs> so yeah. it's just been a lot of experimentation. But Oh, yeah. It's a lot of trial and error. Yes. Yes. So we have talked about so much today, and I've loved this conversation. Before we go, do you have any other advice just about elementary music in general mm-hmm. for anybody listening today that you would like to share? 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of borrow this, but when I, when I worked in Broken Arrow, um, one of my music teacher colleagues, her name's Vonna Stout. She's amazing. She's taught littles all the way up to high school. And she really encouraged me a couple of times by saying like, you, you build your program, like you kind of grow a garden and it just takes time. And I saw that at my old school, you know, I started out like we were kind of a new school and we, you know, I, by the time I left my fifth graders, I'd had them whole time and I was really loving what I got to teach them and like the programs I'd established. But I just kind of keep thinking that in my head, like this new school, I'm growing a garden. It takes time, it takes dedication, it takes work. And you know, and it takes love too. And I think that that's probably the best advice I've ever received. Like it's not um, something that happens overnight. It's not even something that happens in a year. Like it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and I'm very type A and that's hard for me because I want it to all just be great right now. Mm. Um, my fiance calls me type triple A and it's true. needs to calm down. I'm like, I know. Um, <laughs> but it does, it just takes time and patience. And so I feel like I'm learning that lesson. Like this is just going to be in five years. Like, wow, this is going to be so cool. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I love that. No, it, that is just such great advice. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself a lot of grace and patience mm-hmm. and know that I love the garden example because it's yes. so true. You yeah. don't know what seeds you're planting that one yes. day you're going to see these, you know, I don't like to refer to kids as plants, but I mean, that's what right. we're talking about here. Yeah. You know, you're going to see them blossom maybe years later and you don't yes. know that. So just right. keep going. So Rachel, where can everybody connect with you online? Yeah. Um, so I have a Teachers by Teacher store and it's called Harmony with Miss Hammond. It's H-A-M-M-O-N. Um, and pretty much everywhere, that's my, uh, that's my tagline, I guess we call it. Yes, yeah, so on Instagram, <laughs> I'm, or my username, I guess, Instagram, I'm on Harmony with Miss Hammond, Facebook. Um, I have a lot of things on Pinterest. I kind of started a blog, but I'm going to be honest, I haven't updated it in a while. <laughs> I've been busy moving schools. So uh, my store name will change in December, probably in January, to Harmony with Mrs. Han. So I get to keep the H. I'm really excited about that. Um, but right now it's Harmony with Miss Hammond, H-A-M-M-O-N. So Awesome. Okay. And all those links will be in the show notes. And if you're listening to this, by time this comes out, if she's married, we'll put the updated <laughs> name in the show notes as well. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've loved this conversation and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.